You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Yo, remember back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like... Yo, yo. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. This is a Beauty Secrets episode, and today I am talking about clearing all of your beauty clutter and the life-changing magic of tidying up. I'm sure you guys have all heard of the KonMari method. She is a Japanese woman and an organization expert, but I'm going to talk about tidying up for beauty your beauty products, and how to just make everything feel more cohesive, organized, and clean. Listen, it's really hard to have a good beauty routine and a sane self-care practice when you have half-empty bottles and tubes of God knows what coming out of every single drawer. I am so guilty of this, and that is why I'm talking to you guys about it, because my beauty products and beauty space is very disorganized and I'm in the process of organizing it now and the sanity is just coming back to me and I'm like, I've overlooked how important the organization element is and I've been very focused on the products and the ingredients in the products, but this whole like self-care practice, this ritual of beauty and taking care of yourself, so much of it is dependent on having just like a clear space. I have lip balm, travel fragrance in every bag I own. Actually, in every single bag I own, like you could take any of my handbags. I definitely have like two lip glosses, some tampons, some bobby pins. My beauty products are just floating in all of these different bags and crevices. I had to ask myself, when is the last time I finished a lip gloss? Like actually finished a lip gloss and then bought another. I don't know where my lip glosses go. I just get halfway through. They just float through the atmosphere. I think I probably have some lip glosses that I bought in, I don't know, 2015, still just like hanging around because I just acquire and I acquire and I they're not all in the same place. And it's just, it's craziness. Marie Kondo's book, when it came out, it caused this huge sensation. All of these people followed her method and her method's actually very intense, but it involves taking everything out and reevaluating every single item you have and asking yourself, does this spark joy? So I'm going to read a quote from the book. Keep only those things that speak to your heart. Then take the plunge and discard all the rest. By doing this, you can reset your life and embark on a new lifestyle. Okay, this is another quote also from Marie Kondo. The question of what you want to own is actually the question of how you want to live your life. Now, I think that is so absolutely true. And if you're anything like me and you have half broken cases of blush in a Ziploc bag somewhere shoved in a makeup drawer, this episode is for you. 
So I have five steps that can help you get control of your beauty space so that you can have a better self-care routine. It kind of kills me that this is so overlooked. I always talk about the beauty industry. Everything is very geared towards making you buy something new or try a new product or like, oh, you need to have this cleanser. There's not a lot of advice out there around how you manage and organize your space and products for the most effective beauty routine. But of course there's not because there's no money in that and the relationship with the advertisers, blah, 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 blah. You guys all know how it goes. I'm really passionate about this. And I'm also in the process of reorganizing everything now. And it's made such a huge difference. So I just want to share, spread the knowledge with you guys. Okay. This is step one out of five. Evaluate and toss. This involves taking out all of your makeup and evaluating if you really need to have it. I started with my makeup brushes and I had a remarkable amount of brushes that did the exact same thing. Like I had like four different eyeshadow brushes. Three of them were really cheap. One was kind of nice. It was from Bobbi Brown. I kept that one. And then the three super cheap ones that I hadn't cleaned, by the way, in maybe a year. You are supposed to clean your makeup brushes, especially foundation brushes, like any makeup that goes on your face once a week, all of the other brushes you should clean once a month. You're not technically supposed to keep brushes for over two years. Like I have some nice brushes that I've held on to for a while, but also ask yourself the things that you have, are you taking good care of them? Are you cleaning your brushes often? Are you treating them as these precious objects? So as I'm doing the evaluation and toss, I find myself asking all of these questions. I'm in my bathroom, like literally holding up object by object and asking myself, does this off shade of lipstick that I got in a gift bag after an event really serve me? And the answer was no. And you know, it's so funny. Even if the lipstick shade is off, I will keep it because I will tell myself like, oh, well, I'll just mix it and blend it with all these other lipstick shades and create the perfect. No. When you have a good lipstick shade, you just wear the shade alone. You don't have to blend 15 different lipsticks to create your perfect shade. We're not painters, right? Like it's, it's, it shouldn't be that complicated. It shouldn't be that deep. If you have a lipstick shade that is off, just throw it away. It's, and it's, I know, like I am with you. It is very hard to do, but it's just, it's not serving you. Okay. So as I was going through this exercise, I had a foundation from Tom Ford. It was expensive. It was very expensive, but it was just a little bit too yellow. And every single time I wore it, it really bothered me, like how yellow it was. So I stopped wearing it. I just had to come to terms with the fact that it wasn't a match, but it was expensive. So I've kept it for a year and I don't know why. I think that especially with products that are expensive, you make this kind of financial decision like, oh, well, I spent a lot of money on it. And anyone familiar with economics will be familiar with the idea of a sunk cost. The money has already been spent. Holding on to something because you've spent a lot of money on it is not serving you. It's actually over time, decreasing the quality of your space by holding on to it, just get rid of it. You can give it to a friend, you can sell it. Like on Poshmark, a lot of women are selling makeup. You don't need it in your space if it's not serving you. Okay, so you can get rid of what you don't love or you can find another use for it. So if there's a moisturizer that you use and it's kind of like causing you to have a breakout or you're feeling like it's not reacting to your skin that well, you can probably use it on your feet at night. You can probably use it as a hand cream to keep on your bedside table. 
But if you hate it as a hand cream and it's like not even good enough to put on your feet, guess what? You should also probably get rid of it. Another example of taking something that doesn't serve you and finding another use for it is with fragrance. I actually learned this tip a few years ago. It's kind of insane, but it totally works. If there's a fragrance that you don't necessarily like on your skin or you don't like the way that it reacts to your skin, but you actually like the scent, you can spray fragrance on a light bulb. Make sure the light bulb's off first. Cold liquid on a hot bulb is not a good combination. But if you spray fragrance on a light bulb and then you turn the lamp on, it actually scents the room. So as the light bulb heats up, it kind of acts like an air freshener. Like I think that's how those Glade plugins work. But I had a fragrance. I actually got it as a sample. I didn't even pay for it. And I didn't love the way it smelled on my skin, but it was actually like a quite nice fragrance. It was kind of like a vanilla scent and I don't like to smell like food. So I started using it, spraying it on my um, like table side lamp and it just scents the room in the most beautiful way. So look for other ways that you can use products that aren't serving you, but don't keep them in your main space. Like Find another use for it. We are ready for step two. You need to organize the makeup by how often you use it. One of the things that I realized makes me very disorganized when it comes to my beauty products is just pulling things out constantly and transferring things to different bags. So now what I've done is I've created these different beauty bags. So I have a gym makeup bag that has everything I need to use if I go to the gym before work. So I have a travel body wash in there, which is almost always something that I have taken from a hotel stay. Like every single time you go to a hotel, just take their shower gel, like the travel little shower gel, take the shampoo and conditioner if you want. But I always, always, always take the um, travel shower gel because it's perfect size for my, you know, my beauty gym bag. Maybe that's unethical. I don't think so though. You're staying at the hotel. I think it's fine. Um, So I have my travel body wash. I have my makeup to put on afterwards. I have everything that I need to like shower and get ready for work all in this one beauty bag that is specifically for when I go to the gym before going to work. If you keep everything together and you don't separate it, that means that every single morning you're going to be going through your products and putting, throwing everything in. And then you have to remember to put it all back. And it's just, it's never going to work. It's too stressful. So I keep a separate bag for just my gym before work beauty needs. And it's amazing. It's a game changer. The other thing that I highly, highly recommend doing is keeping all of your A-team beauty products for special occasions in a different drawer or area or bag because you're not going to use them that often. So we all have like our favorite highlighter, our perfect like red lip, our like super luxury, like the nicest stuff we have that is not for everyday wear. And if you're only using them for special occasions, it makes more sense to keep them somewhere separate rather than in your day-to-day beauty space. So in my special occasion beauty bag, I have my false lashes. I have my Pat McGrath um, gold highlighter that she no longer makes, so I need to hold on to it forever. I have all of my nice non-everyday makeup in one place. So I know that if I'm going to an event or if I'm going to something nice, I can go to that drawer, but I don't need to have it out all the time. Okay, step three, try to finish what you have before you buy more. Make it a mission to finish what you have before you decide, oh, I'm just going to buy, I already have four, you know, cleansers. I'm going to buy another one. No. So I had these two blushes and I told myself, Brooke, you are not allowed to buy another blush until you finish these. 
And guess what? By the time I finished those, I was so excited to buy another one. And I felt less guilty. There's, I feel guilt when I buy things that I know that I already have. I am the queen of buying lip gloss as a pick-me-up. It's like a $15 shortcut to happiness. I mean, it's way better than a cocktail or whatever people are spending money on to lift their spirits. But honestly... I could stop buying lip gloss for a solid like three years and still be set like and never be out of lip gloss. Listen, I am making a pledge to not buy more lip glosses. I have, I have nude gloss. I have pink gloss. I have red tinted gloss. I mean, I have every type of gloss a girl could need. I don't need to buy any more lip glosses and I won't until I finish the ones that I have. So for me, it's lip gloss. For you, it may be conditioner. You may have five different conditioners for your hair in your shower area. Focus on one and then move on. Okay, step four. This is critical. You need to be smarter about how you buy in order to manage the clutter. When you are introducing new things into your home, into your space, you have to make sure that they are right for you. And I am a huge believer in sampling products before you buy them. I love Sephora forever and ever because you can return anything you buy from them for the simple reason that it did not work. You can bring back a foundation two weeks later and say, hey, I bought this foundation you know what? It's honestly, it's just not working for me. It's just, it's not, it's not the business. It's not what I need. And they will take it back and you can get store credit, or I think they just even put it back on your card, but I'm loyal to them because they allow you to do that. I would never, ever buy a foundation without testing it for a full day being outside with different light. You need to actually ask for samples before you commit to anything. I've made the mistake of buying foundation at the store. You have a person that's kind of talking you through at the beauty counter. Sales counters can be very persuasive and sometimes they're super helpful, but you just need to push back and say, this is great. Let me wear it outside. Let me see how it is. If possible, I would love to get a little sample of it to bring home. Most department stores will allow you to do that. If they don't allow you to do that, make sure that you are going to a place where you can return the item, but just be very smart about committing to things before you bring them into your home. Fragrance is another thing that I will never, ever, ever buy without testing because I've made the mistake. I've, I've sprayed something on my wrist and been like, oh, wow, this smells lovely and just been swept up in the moment. And then I bring it home. And a few days later, I'm like, Ugh, this is not the scent for me. It's very cloying. I don't know what I was thinking. And I'm stuck with it. It's over. I'm spraying it on light bulbs. Like, You want to avoid that situation. You want to sample fragrance before you buy it. So now we're at step five. You have all of your ideal beauty products. You've been very smart about new purchases. You've gotten rid of everything. But now it comes to storage and display. Now, I think you have to make storage super chic to have that ideal Pinterest worthy into the gloss level beauty space. Like if you want your beauty shelves to be super on point, your storage options have to be really chic. Now, I use empty candle holders. I'm like addicted to dip tea candles. I'm looking around. I have several in the room right now. As soon as they are done, I don't throw them away. I 
wash them out and I use them as holders for all of my beauty products. So I use one for brushes. I use another one for eye pencils and I use the clear one so that you can actually see what's inside. I also think that it's important to invest in really nice makeup travel bags. I have some very nice ones from Prada, which were a gift from my mom. Actually, I don't know if they were a gift or a hand-me-down. They were in great condition, Um, but they're just black nylon makeup bags that zip on top. And what's nice about black and nylon is it's washable. Like I can actually throw them in my washing machine and wash them out if needed. And they don't show stains. I've had lighter makeup bags and it's just disgusting. Like when they start looking dirty, they're just like, they look horrible. Ricky sells amazing makeup bags that are clear and have lots of different compartments. Try to invest in a nice travel bag. That's like a nice, a nice gift to buy for yourself while you're curbing the desire to buy more beauty products that you don't really need. I hope that you guys found this episode helpful. Thank you so much for listening. Also, if you guys go through the exercise of reorganizing your beauty shelves, I definitely want to hear about it. I live for a before and after picture. I'm at Brooke DeVard at Gmail, at Brooke DeVard on Instagram, at Brooke DeVard on Twitter. Send me pictures. Tell me how your experience went. Tell me also if like I am currently going through this as we speak. I just went through the evaluate and toss phase and oh my God, I had a garbage bag. I had a garbage bag full of products that I realized that I really didn't love, but I just kind of kept around because I have that don't waste anything mindset, which is very conducive to hoarding. And it's just not, it's not the move. It's not what you want to do. So I am going through this. If you guys have tips on how to organize beauty spaces for ultimate, ultimate self-care practice, please share them with me. Subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast if you are feeling it in your spirit to do so. I super appreciate it. Oh, also, I was on my friend Lindsay's podcast called We Met at Acme. Check it out. I'm on episode 16. If you guys want to hear me talk about dating and finding the right person for you and all of my crazy theories about astrology and how like star signs are actually really important when you're dating someone, uh, check out We Met at Acme. I will link to it in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.